It's time for The Word This Week with Andrew O'Connor. And The Word This Week, Andrew, is recognition. That's right, Gillian. Um, good afternoon. The, 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 the Word This Week is recognition because last week I had the great good fortune to do a story about a woman from Northam um, called Jan James. Now, Jan James is a self-educated woman. She spent 40 years as a genealogist basically tracking down the um, family history of Aboriginal people. But through that research, she happened upon the war records of many Aborigines who had served in the military all the way back to the Boer War. And she has now compiled those records into a book called Forever Warriors. And what struck me about that was that we were at the Gallipoli Room in the, um, in the RSL house at Anzac House here in uh, Perth. It was filled to the brim. Uh, the book was launched by Fred Cheney. And just the sense of... I guess, gratitude and pride that these um, ex-service men and women drew from finally being acknowledged publicly for their service, I think really struck me about the value of recognition. Now, Fred Cheney had some lovely things to say as he launched this book. This is one of the things that he had to say during his speech. There's a lot of emotion for Aboriginal people in this. There's a lot of pride for Aboriginal people in this. There are a lot of lessons for non-Aboriginal people in this and perhaps most importantly, a reminder that in a truly reconciled Australia we respect each other for our contributions, we treat each other as fellow Australians and we move on to a much better future than some of the past that is recorded in this book. So I think what, what Fred Cheney was trying to capture was that this type of recognition not only has value for those people uh, that it recognises, but it also has value for the broader community. And in this case, he hoped that white Australians would also read this book and recognise it. And what I guess I found interesting about it was that sometimes these questions of recognition can be very controversial. You know, like you'd remember... They have been in the past. ...the debate about the apology to Indigenous people um, that in the end manifested itself in an apology from the Australian Parliament to just the stolen generations. Um, And when you looked on the faces of the Aboriginal people who were witnessing that apology, you could see how much it meant to them. But I know people who, to this day, don't understand why that was so important. Well, John Howard was just again this this week promoting his book and standing by his position not to apologise. And that it's not the responsibility of the current generation to apologise for past mistakes or past Yes. Yeah, so I guess he seems to take a different view about... um, assigning responsibility as opposed to providing recognition and I guess the therapeutic value of providing that recognition because I don't think uh, there'd be a member of the stolen generation that didn't draw considerable solace from the fact that what had happened to them had finally been recognised by the Australians. Yeah, and, and acknowledged. Absolutely. And I think we've, others, we've seen other examples here in WA just recently, you know, the, the apology that was given by the state government to the unmarried mothers who had their children taken away. That seemed to have a similar effect for those women. Um, I saw uh, one lady who had her child taken away when she was 17, and this woman was in her early 60s now, and it was just staggering to see the pain that she still suffered as she recalled that experience. And and she had this... um, sort of terribly painful anecdote where she described how she heard her daughter crying as she was taken off down the corridor. She asked the nurse, where's my baby gone? She said, she's just gone. Now go to bed, you silly girl. And even in her early 60s, decades and decades after that, for that woman, it was an incredibly painful experience. So to finally have somebody say, look, this was wrong, 
It wasn't that you were an unfit mother. It wasn't that you were unworthy of your child. This was actually something that was wrong that was done to you. And it w- Yes, it wasn't your fault. It wasn't your fault. It's as simple as that, isn't it? And I think uh, one of the things that Jan James, the author of this book, sort of gave me an insight into was just how little, not just little recognition Aboriginal soldiers were given when they came back from war, particularly after the Second World War, but how they were actually marginalised again. They, they went from an environment where they were treated as equals, they fought as equals, they died as equals. When they came back, they, they, were, they found themselves marginalised as they yeah. always were. I mean, this is one story that she had to tell me. One day I was talking to one of the diggers and I, on the phone and I said to him, what happened when you came back? You know, did, did people recognise you? And he said, oh, no-one ever called us diggers. And that was such a profound thing to me. That was one of the things that really struck her. And as she retold that story, it really struck me. For them to come home as, as returned soldiers, as returned servicemen, uh, but to never share that very honourable title of being a digger and to live with that for decades um, and it wasn't just World War Two; it was Korea and it was Vietnam I mean and when you contextualize it and look at uh, the circumstances under which these people went and fought for their country for, for a lot of those times they, they, they weren't even counted um, as citizens as, as citizens they weren't paid immeasurable other issues but they still they still went and fought courageously and brilliantly and then to come back in into that. Well, one of the things that really, I guess one of the positive things that really came out of this book was that she said that after publishing the book and after publicising this story, she had a huge number of calls from Aboriginal people who, um, who, who felt a great sense of pride, who felt that they saw for once, not for once, but for, for, on a rare occasion, saw some very positive stories about Aboriginal people making a huge contribution and being properly and finally recognised for it. I mean, this was, um, again, one of the great stories, she, anecdotes she related to me was how the, the effect of sharing one of these stories with a young Indigenous man, a young troubled Indigenous man up in Northern. This is how she um, described that tale. Well... What do I hope? I had a young man in here the other day and I was talking to him and he hasn't had a good life and he's gone off the tracks many times and I told him some of the stories of these men and what they'd done and he thought about it for a while and he said to me, do you know what? I feel like a million dollars. I feel like that... What you've just told me is better than any counselling I could have received anywhere because I'm proud to be an Aboriginal. We're talking with Andrew O'Connor on The Word this week if you've just joined us on Afternoons and this week we're talking about recognition and you can, you can hear there just so poignantly what a difference that that can make, just that simple acknowledgement. And she went on to say that um, you know, she hoped that young Aboriginal men and women would look at the examples in, in this book and, uh, and realise that they didn't. She used the, the term American heroes. These kids don't need American heroes. They've got their own heroes and they're all right here. There are 700 of them uh, contained in that book of people who you know, serve their country with great distinction. And um, so I think 
you know, recognition in this particular case seems to have already had a very positive effect. But it is interesting how divisive these issues can be and how, you know, as you said, John Howard this week is still arguing the case that there should be no apology to Indigenous people. And I think within the community there's a fair school of thought that probably agrees with him. But when I look at it, I look at it and see the value of it to the people who are receiving it. And to me, you know, whatever the responsibility for these ills, you know, there comes a point in time where there's some real value in um, in closing it off and... Uh, and giving people the recognition that they feel they deserve. You can't fix it, but you no, can move forward. You can move beyond it, and I think that's what happens, for whether it's the stolen generation or the women who are the subjects of that forced adoption policy for decades. There, there seems to be an empowering element to recognition that helps them transcend it and move beyond it. And, you know, there's got to be some merit in that. Thank you, Andrew. See you next week. Thanks, Jill. 